Thank you for listening to the Alliance Church Podcast. We desire to connect you with God and one another, whether here in Wisconsin or around the world. Let's listen into this week's message. The year in review. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. Good, yeah. So, year in review. Let's start at the beginning, January. Your okay. job was the senior yep. pastor yeah. of Alliance Church. Yes. And then Paul and I and Christina, we got up, told some fun stories. We kind of celebrated 25 years. I, actually, it's yeah. kind of amazing that Gosh. the time, you, you know, we February was when we moved here, 97, right? Yeah. I can't believe years. 25 years went by. We never, when we first accepted this call, I said to mom, I said, there's no way we're going to be here more than 10 years. That's it. <laughs> and what happened was the church kept growing and growing and growing yeah. we're into more building programs. And, and I, you know, I tell the story all the time. That last, <laughs> the last mortgage I signed, which was $15 million, yeah. uh, the head of the board turned to me as soon as I signed it. He said, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You don't sign a $15 yeah. million dollar note yeah. and leave. Yeah. So. Um, well, you didn't. Yeah. So it was a transition, but you didn't retire. For the, we did no. not retire. Yes, now, you, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I am not retired. Everybody keeps saying, yeah. how's retirement? I'm not yeah. retired. I, my, frankly, my schedule is yeah. as busy as it's, yeah. as it's ever been. Yeah. I'm just, I chose not to be in the chair, which I believe is the absolute right decision. Yeah. More of my colleagues in megachurches yeah. need to do this who, that are boomers. We need to empower the next generation before it's too late. So we, we nailed it as far as succession is concerned. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my um, challenge right now is to wait on God for whatever the next lead is for me. I'm, I was born to lead, and I don't know what that's going to be, but I believe God has something down the road, but uh, we'll see. I still, I still have the energy, the passion, thankfully yeah. the good health well, to I, lead. I remind people, when the last time um, you had a five and a three-year-old, as a dad, when I when I was five and Christina was three, yes, your your church looked a lot different than this one. Yeah, it was a it wasn't a global ministry, oh, you know, and all that yeah. stuff. The travel, yeah. so having you on staff full yeah. time, it's almost yeah. helps me divide and conquer this job in a way yeah. because there's so much demand on the travel part yeah. and the global work yeah. that when I have a I have a five and a three year old, there's just I can't travel yeah. as much. Yeah. You know, I can't be out. As much. Yeah, so and I, we great. love doing it, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm very thankful I still have a full ministry yeah. to do. Uh, the only thing I'm not doing is leading an organization yeah. and leading a vision. And right. that, that's like, the best way I can do I'm like fish out of water right yeah. now. But I'm still very thankful and, and enjoy the ministry I do have here, the role I do have here. Yeah. But I'm kind of waiting on God for the for yeah. the commander in chief to turn to turn to me yeah. and give me the next nod. You know, not to not to put you on the spot, Dad, but it's it's uh, December 25th. People are doing this kind of looking ahead at next year. They're yeah. kind of taking inventory. Yeah. What would you tell someone who is at that place where they don't they can't see the next yet? Yeah. And but they're in the waiting room of yes. God. What yeah. would, what would you tell them? Well. The waiting room is never comfortable. 
We are, we are a microwave generation. Yeah. We expect God to move quickly. And God has perfect timing to things. And at the end of the day, it comes down to trusting God. Yeah. Trusting God and not living in tomorrow too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as a visionary leader especially, yeah. I'm always yeah. thinking about the next thing. But, uh, you know, Jesus tells us to live in a 24-hour period. Don't yeah. worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. And he literally means tomorrow. He doesn't mean yeah. the future. He yeah. actually His mercies are, are for today only. Yeah. He gives us mercies yeah. today and then mercies tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, as much as it's okay to dream and be yeah. concerned and yeah. think about, and I do that a lot, I also have to discipline yeah. myself to live in a 24-hour period because if you don't, you miss the joy, the peace, yeah. the blessing of today. Yeah. So uh, I'm living that right now. That's my world right now. I'm, I'm, I'm embracing today. I love my role here. Yeah. But gosh, I feel like there's something next for me to lead, and I'm waiting on God for that. Yeah. Well, when, you, uh, when February came around, you, know, you took six months to kind of be out doing stuff. One of the things you did during that six months is you went overseas. You went yeah. to France yes. in June, was it? This past yeah, year. and then and then they invited me back yeah. just recently to do their yeah. general conference where I got to, I got to teach all the pastors and the alliance uh, workers there in France on my visionary leadership curriculum. Yeah. That was a great privilege. That was three years in the making. We it was it twenty nineteen. We were ready to go to do the partnership with France yeah. and sign that. Yeah, COVID it, hit. Yeah, France was one of the countries that was you know they were locked yeah. down for quite a bit. And so, yeah, they have a new president, Pastor Michelle, who's a wonderful man, yeah. uh, served well there for many years. He's a good friend. Uh, but Pastor Olivier, who we're going to have here in March at our yeah. Missions Week conference, uh, he is a, a young leader. He's dynamic. He's visionary. And this was foundational for me to be there and, and train some visionary leadership principles to them for them. Uh, but he is going to come here, and I just see, see this partnership as being very close yeah. and foundational moving forward. Yeah. And then, of course, we go to Bangkok in uh, February to see about that Asian yeah. relationship because our vision has always been yeah. a like-minded church on every continent in the world, and now we're zeroing in on, on Asia. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my transition uh, was one of those moments where people tell you, hey, get ready. You're not, or, you know, get ready. Are you ready for this? And in your head, you're like, I, I think so, as ready as I can be. And then it happens, and, and you realize what they're talking about. <laughs> you, weren't, you, you, you can't be ready until you're there. You, there's yeah. only so much readiness you can yeah. be. Yeah. But it has been um, uh, an encounter with the... Um, power of prayer for me where so many people have come up and said we're praying for you this is a praying church mm -hmm. and 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 there have been so many times and dad I remember you describing things like this where I go into a situation that's messy there's not really a lot of clarity how are we can get through this I, you know you need wisdom and you get you find a way forward you find an idea you make a decision and it, it calms everything it the situation gets resolved the dust settles, and you look back on it and you go, there's no way that could have gone that well unless somebody was praying. Somebody was praying. God was using his, his mighty sovereign power to kind of keep this thing together. So there's been so many, um, for me, moments where, I remember you saying this, you know you're in the middle of God's will when you feel really small. 
because he's doing all the work. When you're really pushing and trying to make something happen yeah. and drive, you almost got to step back a little bit and go, am yeah. I pushing this? Yeah. Not like leader's not hard. I'm not saying it's leadership isn't hard. Yeah. But but you when you're yeah. going, boy, God is so powerful at doing it, stuff. It's a, it's, a, it's a balance you try and have every day as you, as you follow the Lord in ministry. There's a doctrine of divine concurrence. He works with us, right? We don't sit in the corner and do nothing. We yeah. have to come up, step up, and be who he's called us to be yeah. and do what he's called us to do every day. Yeah. And to do it with passion and excitement and faith. So he uses us. We, we need to be ready yeah. to serve. But at the end of the day, God does it. Yeah. He really does. And if you don't carry that yeah. balance with you, yeah. you're going you're gonna to struggle. Yeah. You know, people have asked me through the years, have I ever felt the pressure or the burden yeah. of yeah. pastoring and, you know, same thing with yeah. you, of carrying the responsibility yeah. of this church. Yeah. And I never, I never felt the heavy responsibility because I really yeah. believed from day one, it's not my church, yeah. it's not my vision, it's yeah. God, and yeah. it's God's. And he, he calls me as an under-shepherd, yeah. to serve under the, the chief shepherd, yeah. and to step up every day, be willing to serve, yeah. be willing to use my gifts, but yeah. uh, I don't take the pressure on to yeah. deliver anything. Yeah, the best is church. The best leaders are led themselves. Yeah. They're they're followers of the, the yes. shepherd. The shepherd. Yeah. So yeah. that is uh, it actually brings us to our another another milestone here that's on the list is uh, one year anniversary of Hortonville being open, yeah. being a location. That's pretty pretty exciting. A whole year, four seasons. That's a big deal. Uh, you think about yeah. uh, the week we announced that. I don't know if people remember yeah. this. The week we announced we're going, we've selected a location. Yeah. We've got a facility. It's Hortonville. The next week, there was no one in that room because that was the week of the shutdown. Yes. So think about it. We're like, we're going to Hortonville. Yeah. Massive pandemic yeah. hits. I've shared this before. Our consultant working with us, yeah. uh, Jenny, said, hey, I've surveyed all my clients nationwide. Yeah. No one is currently trying to launch a location in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. But isn't it like our DNA? You know? We're great a, Depression church. We're a Great Depression church. Built in a great recession. Yeah. Build this, get loans yeah. for doing it. Yeah. And then launching a location. Yeah. God always seems to call us to do... <laughs> God-sized things in the middle of crisis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we started in 1932. People said in the YMCA, a bunch of people, yeah. let's start a church and you know. get a church going. Yeah. And then in the, in the middle of the uh, meltdown in yeah. 2008, let's build this mega church. Yes. When, when no one had even, the banks didn't even have money to loan. Yeah. And, and, but God, yeah. he calls us, he seems to call this church yeah. the great challenges. Yeah. But you know, when I think of Hortonville, I think of a couple of things. First of all, I've been around long enough to see that planting a sister church or satellite church is not an easy deal. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, the people who have done it well will tell you, it's not until you've done your fourth or fifth yeah. that you really figure it out. Yeah. But yet our first one, God in his great yeah. grace and mercy and love, mm -hmm. granted us incredible yeah. success, the first one. Yeah. I mean, Hortonville, has been one big success story. And kudos to you and your team. I mean, you did a great job of leading it. I mean, that was, you know, I remember you coming to me saying, I'd like you to help me with this and say, don't, don't look at me. I've never planted a satellite church in my life. So I'm the wrong guy to talk to. You gotta get other consultants involved, whatever. 
but you did a good job of leading it. But but look how God has blessed yeah. that thing. Yeah. And then having That's Pastor great. Brandon be the point guy on it. I mean, you yeah. couldn't have asked for a better pastor. Average attendance, 320 adults on average, 60 kids. I mean, that's that's yeah. a church of 400 it, people it, on a it weekend. Is, it is. <laughs> it's a great church. It's amazing. With great yeah. people. Yeah. You know, when we started it, one of the things we wrote on the board as a team yeah. was we said, Lord, we want to do this in such a way that when we look back on it, no one can explain it other yeah. than God. Yeah, well, that's true. And you know what? That was before the whole pandemic thing. So then, we, not saying we caused the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, I remember but, when we went to Nina, know. went to Nina, yeah. right? We yeah. thought that was the place. Yeah. And we sat there with the yes. town leaders and they and basically it was yes. a meeting that went as bad as you can yeah. go. I mean, they got basically, this is not going to happen. Yeah. And we left the meeting, but I remember leaving that meeting yes. saying to everybody, look, yes. God has made it really clear. Yeah. You shut the door, Nina, yes. it's got to be another place. Yes. And Hortonville was like yeah. the perfect place. You know what it does? It makes me remember that. I remember we stood in the in the yeah. lobby of the town yeah. hall, and the realtors they, they were, were like, like what, "We've what? never what? seen this before." Yeah, what? The they're shutting all these yeah. doors on yeah. us. And and but, yeah. I said, "Yeah, you God's know. got a different yes. plan." And you know what? That stuck with me because here's what here's what you learn is you need to realize there's the same amount of grace of God in Him shutting a door as much as opening it. Yeah. And we worship him in the open doors all the time, like, oh, look at his grace. But you know what God does? There's the same amount of grace in a shut door. Yeah. He's shutting a door because yeah. he's protecting you from something. He's got a better plan. Everything he does for us and towards us is love. Yep. Based in his love. You know, I, I remember a theological moment. Yeah. I remember hearing R.C. Sproul being asked, of all the attributes of God, yeah. R.C. Sproul, probably the yeah. greatest reformed theologian yeah. of our generation, yeah. uh, asked, what what is the greatest attribute of God? And he didn't even yeah. miss a yeah. beat. I thought he was going to say the sovereignty yeah. of God, yeah. right? That God controls everything yeah. so we can rest. Right. No, he said the love of God. Yeah. Because the love of God is saying that everything God yeah. does towards us is based yeah. in his incredible love. He is love. Yeah. That's important to remember, no yeah. matter what you're no going through what in you're life. Going through. Even the bad stuff yeah. that he allows to be part of the plan He's got yeah. some sort of a redemptive purpose yeah. in it. Yeah. And based in his, on his love for yeah. us. Yeah. So, you know, you go through the disappointments like that. That yeah. was a disappointment, yeah. right? You've got to, yeah. after you catch yourself, you got to go, I've got a God who's in control of everything. Yeah. This is his church. This is his work. Yeah. And he loves us. Yeah. So let's rest. Yeah. And he's got something else. And Hortonville was the oh, answer. Absolutely. The Fulani. That's a name that God dropped into our, yeah, into our, yeah, into right in front of us in a yeah. hundred different ways. Yeah. I mean, Chris Small, the Discovery Land yeah. Global Director for, yeah. uh, or the partner in Awana for Africa is yeah. Fulani. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The Novis, yeah. that we just sent you know this family yeah. to West Africa. Yeah. Guess who they just happened to be working with yeah. and doing missions work? The, the Fulani. And then Burkina yeah. comes to us, our sister church partners, yeah. and they're talking to us going, hey, we want to plant churches in this group. Have you heard yeah. of them? The Fulani. Fulani. <laughs> so here's, here's how it started. God, uh, as, we, as I was thinking, the last thing I did before I left the, the, the chair was if we're going to be a church that really impacts the world and we're all about the Great Commission, which is getting the gospel to the ends of the earth so Jesus comes back. Yeah. Strategically, because that's the way we think, yeah. 
Yeah. We have got to get to the gospel to people that have never heard. Yeah. Because that's when yeah. Jesus comes back. When the gospel is preached to yeah. all people, then the end will come. Yeah. So we had to focus on these unreached people groups. Yeah. And then the last thing that God laid on my heart is we have to, as a church, take a group. That's it. That's about as far as I got. The yeah. Fulani thing is now developing as most likely yes. the place where yes. God wants us to focus. Yeah. But it's exciting for me to see yeah. God confirming yeah. the vision, and now it's all about yeah. what happens in the future with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, the, we, the, when, everyone, when we announced this, yeah. we said, hey, listen, right now, we, the, all the work has been just identifying this group yeah. and, and prayerfully going through this. The next step is is to begin praying how we're to connect. Yes. Because this is going to be a partnership. You said this from day one. We're yeah. going to work with our denomination. We're going to work with our yes. partners on this. But it's going to so, yeah. require a large yeah. commitment from our church yeah. financially because what yeah. you do is when you say we're yeah. going to reach that people group, yeah. God, that means a couple things. Yeah. Praying about yeah. it first. Prayer is the first yeah. work. Yeah. Then uh, deciding on how, what's the strategy going to be? Yeah. You probably have to get scripture into their language, which is a financial commitment yeah. to do that. Yeah. Then you're going to pray for God to possibly send people yeah. from our church yeah. eventually to be workers there, which yeah. he does, yeah. right? Look at the Scots in Kosovo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a major commitment yeah. for us to say, God, we want to be used by yeah. you to reach people who have not heard about Christ. God will take yeah. us up on that. Yeah. But then we have to step up with our yeah, commitment. Absolutely. Well, the last kind of chapter of this, the, the, this year was we did an all church-wide focus on prayer. And so um, I'm going to ask you to close this time in prayer. But one of the things that came out of that was just stories of people realizing that prayer isn't for the super Christian. Prayer is something that they can every day, they can go to God, they can talk to him. And I remember one uh, mentor of mine saying, if you can't be trusted with just enjoying the presence of God alone, yeah. Yeah. why would he give you anything else? He loves you too much. As a heavenly father, he wants to be with you. You know, the best book on prayer I've ever read was by someone, a woman by the name of Rosalind Rinker, mm. and it's called Prayer, Conversation with God. At the end of the day, yeah. prayer is, yeah. is, like you said, it's communion with yeah. the Lord. It's yeah. walking with him. It's including yeah. him yes. on whatever you go and talking yes. to him about yeah. it. And then listening, learning to yeah. listen through, definitely through study of his word. Yes. But listening to how he's trying to communicate back to you. Yeah. And uh, for us to talk about prayer is really for us to talk about yeah. walking with God. Yeah. Without ceasing. So you're just walking with him. Yeah, that's why it says him. pray without ceasing because yeah. you should be in communion with yes. the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one yeah. thing on my six month sabbatical yeah. that I I got to do. I got to spend a lot of time in yeah. my devotional life. I read a ton, and it, and at the end of it, I realized that God God just wants me to walk with Him. It's my number one prayer now. Yeah. I get up every morning and I just say, Lord, I want to try. It's hard because we are like the hymn says, we're prone to wander. Yeah. Lord, I feel yeah. it. Prone to leave the God I love. Yes, but. He wants us to come back yeah. to Him. And whatever we're doing in, in life, yeah. whatever we're doing during yeah. the day, include Him in on yes. it. Yes, yeah. Talk to Him. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. matter how big or small it is. Yeah. He, you know, I remember listening to a, a relative of mine talk about she was, 
she was going to the grocery store and she was just asking God that her kids would behave. And I remember thinking, and even in my, I remember thinking like, oh, God, God's too big. He's got bigger issues than just making sure your kids behave. And then I felt like God said, Brian, I'm a loving father. Yeah. I want every, every part of the day. You know, how many times are we at work and we're going, I wonder what, you know, grandbabies are doing. I wonder yeah, what my yeah. kids are doing. I wish I could just, you know, spend a little more time with them. He wants to be with you. Yeah, it's not a guilt thing. It's not a duty thing. It's he wants to be with his kids. He loves you. He's a speaking God. Yeah. So throughout the day, he's trying to communicate with us. You know, we just got back from Israel. And one of the things yeah. I've never been to, yeah. uh, this was my eighth trip. I've never been to the house of Caiaphas. You know, yeah. After Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. he was brought by the Jewish religious police to the house of Caiaphas, yeah. the high priest. And yeah. I had always envisioned this yeah. big room with the Sanhedrin there and all the leaders trying Jesus. That's not what happened. I, I had never been to the house of Caiaphas and the archeologists have, have dug it up and uncovered it. What, what they found there was there's a, like the size of this table, a big hole that's been carved out of the rock and they would lower the prisoner. They would tie him up and lower the prisoner down into a dungeon basically a small area where the prisoner was then hung and beaten there. Wow. And it just brought a whole new idea of the sufferings of Christ that he went through for my sin, yeah. to suffer for my sin. And um, God spoke to me through that. God, you know, you talk about prayer and conversation with God. I mean, I just was in yeah. major conversation with God saying, yeah. Lord, this is a moment for me. I had never realized you had gone through yeah. that for me. And when you, I tell you what, it's changed my Christmas this year because we're celebrating the birth of Christ and everybody thinks, you know, yeah. the birth of Christ is all about God becoming man and being among us in peace on earth. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's God becoming flesh. But he came, became flesh. Why? To die. Yeah. This God loves us so much, he becomes man. Why? Not to just be on earth, yeah. but because he knows he has a mission, he has to suffer and die to pay for our sins yeah. so we don't have to pay for those sins, so we can be in heaven with him. He loves yeah. us so much, he becomes man. He takes the form of a child and a teenager and, a, and, a, and an adult. Why? So he could be the sacrifice, the Lamb of God. It brought Christmas to a, a whole different plane for me. And I, I think the more we try and stay in touch with the Lord, yeah. talk to him, commune with him, the more experiences like that happen. Yeah. And then he makes sense of everything yeah. we're going through. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to kind of conclude this time of reflection, reflecting on what God has done, not us, to church, what God has accomplished in his faithfulness, and, and help just encourage people as they think about the next, the next year and the yeah. firm foundation they can stand on, which is Christ. We build our home on the rock. Yeah. And with his love, his faithfulness, he's yeah. not going to quit on you. He's not going to give up on you. Yeah. He went through the cross and back for you. Yeah. And so you can stand on that. Yeah. Why don't so, you pray for yeah, us? Yeah, I'll, I'll pray for us. 
Jesus, we love you. We are so uh, grateful this morning for the, uh, the truth of your scriptures, your word that has reminded us, that, that calls us to remember all the time, to remember, to remember what you did, what you accomplished. So that as we think about the future, we stand on the rock of what you've accomplished, what you did for us, Lord. We don't worry. We don't get afraid because we know you'll be with us. We know you go ahead of us. And we know whatever we encounter, no matter what it looks like, a closed door, an open door, we know you're in it. We know nothing comes to us, Lord, without going under the yes or the no of a God who loves us and died for us. So we thank you so much, Jesus. What a gift. We praise you this Christmas day. We worship you by enjoying it and resting in it. Yeah. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. Amen. Merry Christmas.